Hello and welcome to the sixth Coronasode episode of Sticker Madness. I'm your host Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. We've got a large show today, so greetings to you guys. You don't get a chance to talk yet. Uh, we're going to dive right into this. We're going to start out on a bad note. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Sam, today, but we lost somebody special to you, especially. Oh, I know. Yeah. We don't need anybody else, and now we do. Yes, we do. Uh, sadly, Irfan Khan, or Irfan Khan, uh, the famed Indian actor, uh, passed away from, I believe, an infection from, uh, or a, a colon infection, complications from a colon infection. Jackie, you remember Irfan Khan in, uh, Jurassic World? He's no. The par- he's the park owner that's like, he gets in the chopper and then immediately crashes it. Yeah. Oh, it's well, he, that guy? He seems yeah. so young. Right. He was 53. He, yeah, he was young. Yeah. And that whole scene is great because he's shitty at flying a helicopter and he barely gets it off the ground. And as that's happening, the gunner's like, shouldn't we get somebody else? And he just turns almost directly to the camera and says, we don't need anybody else. Yeah, it's such a brilliant scene. Uh, oh, man, I love that movie. And I'm sad that he's gone. He was also uh, one of the the main police guy in our favorite uh, Bollywood movie of all time, uh, Gun Day. Um, so... Uh, he was also in Slumdog Millionaire, the yep. Darjeeling Limited, uh, that new uh, Dan Brown, the most recent Dan Brown bullshit that Tom Hanks, our God, like, gave us Tom Hanks, and he's choosing to make these Dan Brown movies, and I just don't get it. But, uh, yeah, really sad about Irfan Khan. So. The thing that he had is that Cary Grant thing. Right. He can just sit on screen and not do anything, and he's still interesting to look at. Yeah, right. Uh, so we'll move on to some happier news. Uh, <laughs> the biggest box office bombs of 2019. <laughs> Got the full list. Anybody well, want to take a guess? Number I one. I know the biggest box office bombs of 2020 are every movie they made yes, this right. year. <laughs> Uh, anybody want to take a guess on number one? Let me uh, preface that it was uh, a pretty big Smabfa deal. I already Jackie? forgot the Smabfas. Yeah. You want to take a guess? Which movie lost the most money? Which means it cost a bunch of money and didn't make very much money, obviously. So that's your first hint. Which, uh, you know, who who spends a lot of money on movies? Uh, serendipity. No, Serendipity didn't cost a dick. Uh, Serenity, you mean? Yeah. Serenity also sucks, but it was made a long time ago. Right. You want to take a stab? My mind is blank. I had I had a bit of a day. Okay. All right. Well, we'll I'm sure we'll hear about that later. Uh, it uh, grossed 252 and lost 133 million. That's how to, to put that in perspective. Uh, it's the finale of a franchise. A major franchise. Hobson Shaw. No, didn't lose money. Um, London has fallen. No, also made just a, just a tiny bit of money. Come on, man. Terminator. X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. A hundred and thirty-three million dollars. Jackie, you just said Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator: uh, Dark Fate was number two, which lost one hundred and twenty-two million. Cats. Lost 113. 
Gemini Man, which nobody gave a fuck about. It's a good thing they didn't spend that much money on it, but it lost $111 million. And The Missing Link, which I thought was actually kind of popular, uh, lost $101 million. So Isn't that a cartoon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they spent a shitload of money on those. Oh, hmm. All CGI, so there's your update on that. I just want to know if Sam's still being brought to us by the salsa can. Yes, uh, Takaria Studio B is still in full effect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I forgot to ask you guys, uh, what's everybody drinking? Sam, we'll start with you. Uh, Moscow Mule. Okay, all right. Uh, Aren't Moscow Mules like just in a little cup? No, it's just ginger ale and vodka. Okay. Didn't There's you some other pick- stuff in it, too, I think, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, you're supposed to drink them in a copper cup. Yeah, you're supposed to drink them in a copper cup, Sam. You're not actually drinking a Moscow Mule. You fucking white trash piece of shit. Yeah, yeah I'm drinking it out of a 32-ounce gas station cup. <laughs> <laughs> now, go get some copper spray paint and just spray that mug, and I'm sure it'll be A, safe, and make you classy. Hmm. <laughs> it's my I'm favorite being Maverick I'm just- cup. I'm not going to do that. Oh, you don't want to ruin the whitest of white trash mugs. Jackie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking rum and Cokes again, but I have some fatal news for you, too. Fatal? This, this is my second one, so if we don't cook this along and I get bored, I'm starting to be weird pretty soon. Okay, well, we got a long way to go before we get to your segment, so... Uh... <laughs> Good thing I wrote it down then, because I've been like, segment, let me just make up razor blades with pussies! Right. <laughs> Whoa. um i got some uh other interesting news that i pulled off the the webs this week what are you drinking oh shit i forgot to say uh box wine (laughs) cabernet sauvignon so you're giving yourself a a colon cleanse (laughs) no the the boda box is good doesn't do that to me it does to me well yeah but everything if you drink enough yeah it's not the quality of the wine actually there's a there's a congress there there's like if it's shitty wine two bottles is gonna make you more hungover than ever if it's good wine you can get into the third bottle and then you're you're gonna get that hangover but it's the quantity will get you there no matter how good the wine is right true i'm just saying i'm really surprised you just don't have the box down here uh, I got, I got to talk too much. I got a case of the Jabber Jaws, so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't just sit there and pound wine. I guess, I guess if you chug wine, you're going to get pretty fucked up, but it, it's not easy to chug wine. Like it's, it gets bitter, ruins the taste. You know what no, I mean? You gotta, so you got to play slap the bag. I guess this is bigger on the East coast. Okay. Have you ever heard of slap the bag? I have not. Okay. So you pull the bag out of the box right. and you hold it at the top and somebody uh-huh. puts their mouth on the spout. Oh my God. And starts chugging it, and other people slap it, thereby <laughs> forcing more wine into their mouth <laughs> while they're doing it. And you're like, they, they, there's like a cadence to the slapping of the bag or whatever. And so it's like a keg stand where people are counting, like, how many bag slaps can you take before you realize that you're about to shit your pants and pass out behind a tree? So is it is the bag slapping random, like, or do you like signal, like, hit me, hit me? No, you just start drinking, and then there's, like, a cadence to, like, slap, slap, slap. And if you make X amount of slaps, then you're like, wow, he made 15 slaps, which is probably stupid, and you're drinking half a bag of wine at that point. Are we too bold to try this? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) 
I learned about this because one of the clan guys a couple of years ago when I was doing my Friday night, let's get on the internet and drink and shoot each other uh-huh. uh, event. Right. Put slap the bag in our discord feed. And I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. So when we were playing, I was asking about it and he was like, I was going to do it, but nobody else knew. So I didn't, I was like, and he's like 47. Okay. And he was going to do it by himself while we were playing video games. Man, that's, because he's it, that much of a man. That seems like a three-handed, uh, like, you need at least three hands to slap the bag. I, I'm curious as to how he would pull that off. You can hold the bag with one hand. Right, but then you got to hold the spigot open with another, and then nope. you got to slap the bag with another. That's the great part about slap the bag, or any spout drinking game that you can do with a bag of wine, is that you just turn it on and put your mouth around it, and then... Once your mouth is full, you can kind of hold the gravity against it. But once you start chugging, it's going to go in. Okay, I so found your a- mouth seals around the the little spout. So you just turn it on. I've found you a your real problem it. here. You're talking about churning on the spigot. The only brand of wine that I know has a spigot where you can just click it on is Franzia. So what you're talking about is pounding Franzia. <laughs> Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. That's terrible. Um, speaking of drinks, I've got some uh, health news. Um, unfiltered coffee, like Greek or Turkish coffee, which is boiled, or coffee made in a French press, contains higher amounts of caffeine, some bad things, chemicals found in oil droplets floating in the coffee and also in the sediment. Said a registered diet said registered dietitian Lisa Dreyer, a CNN health and nutrition contributor. So if you're drinking unfiltered French press coffee, it actually is bad for you. Now there's a flip side to this article. Drinking filtered coffee will extend your life. Why are we talking about this? Because it's fascinating, mm. and I drink so much goddamn coffee that I'm gonna probably I'm I like. My guts are being replaced by uh, just just like my membranes are now just black uh, pieces of Folgers. Tough stuff. So you're <laughs> shitting coffee beans is what you're saying. No, because I'm not putting them in a French press. It's all uh, it's all smashed up already for me. Filtered. Mm-hmm. So your first poop of the day smells like coffee? Uh, and the last. Uh, a new study followed over a half a million healthy Norwegian men and women between half a million, quite a big study group, uh, N equals half a million, uh, between the ages of 20 and 79 over 20-year period. So this is a pretty legit study. Results showed uh, drinking boiled or pressed unfiltered coffee raised the risk of death in men aged 60 and above due to an elevated cardiovascular mortality. But drinking filtered coffee uh, that through a paper bag, for example, the delicious brand Folgers, uh, was found to be healthier than drinking no coffee at all. Filtered coffee was linked to a 15% reduced risk of death from any cause, a 12% decreased risk of death from cardiovascular disease in men, and 20% lowered risk of death from heart disease in women when compared to drinking no coffee. Ha! Ha ha ha! Suck it, you fancy hipsters. Gonna live forever! You're going to look like one of those jazz musicians from the 
late fifties, early sixties that did so much heroin that when mm-hmm. they were seventy, they looked like they were fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Bionic Man. All right, we've got uh, we've got some listener feedback this week, including a little "You're Wrong, Idiot." Uh, on Twitter, follow us on twitter.com forward slash Stinker Madness. Roland underscore 212 says, add Stinker Madness. Firstly, uh, this was uh, regarding our last episode. Uh, what the fuck was my, oh, TNT Jackson. Firstly, the Philippines has a president, not a prime minister. God damn it. Secondly, that country doesn't cane. You are thinking of Indonesia. So yeah, those are the two probably. wrong ingredients. I don't remember the prime minister thing, but I, okay. Yeah, you were the cane guy, so. I was the cane guy. Yeah. I'm I'm wrong about that. You're wrong. My idiot. knowledge of world affairs is poor. <laughs> I'm still standing by my, if you spit in public. All right, all right, all right. I'm not done with listener feedback yet. Finally, I want Jackie to be, be the prime minister of the U.S. She would rule with an iron cane. She'd be caning foos left and right. <laughs> Thank you, but I've actually heard that if you use a bamboo cane, it's a much stingier than a a, right. a, a steel cane. Right, there you go. Iron so, cane. Yeah. Iron cane, yeah. And there's just a lot more flex. It hurts more. And more of a sting. You're not very strong, so like you you couldn't swing an iron cane very fast. Where bamboo, you know, you can get a whip and good. Yeah, well, you know, they'd be able to run away because I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get it going fast enough. You actually would have to use the iron cane to get to those people. You know, because and then I'd be like, "Oh, another butthole poke." Sorry about that. Well, if you guys would quit running away, I wouldn't have to stick you in the asshole with this cane. <laughs> that must be the iron price. <laughs> you mean, is that an is that another Game of Thrones shout out, Sam? Yeah, like you're uh, talking about <laughs> the Greyjoys. You're in the Greyjoys. Okay, uh, from Chris on Twitter, Scotian Original. He says at Sneaker Madness. Repeatedly, repeatedly stating that TNT Jackson is a clone of Firecracker seems odd. It's like you forgot JCVD's trifecta cloning with Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and The Quest. Lionheart's closer to Bloodsport than what was the other one he just said? Uh, the uh, Quest. The Quest. And no. uh, oh, fuck, the other one. Kickboxer. Kickboxer, right. Of course. Kickboxer actually isn't tournament fighting. He has to, he's. The the main adversary is there the whole time. The movies are actually quite different. It is like a revenge tale, yes, but they're not quite the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, th- my thought is is that yeah, JCVD's similarity in tournament fighting and like you know uh, uh, was because let's stick with what works. You yeah. know, this is working. Uh, whereas uh, TNT Jackson, Angel Fist, and uh, Firecracker were, they didn't care if it worked or not. It was just, we can do this really quick. <laughs> it's the same guys doing virtually the same movie. Right. On on the website, Victor Field, uh, go to stinkermadness.com and comment on any of our blog posts. Victor Field says, uh, I choose to believe that Elaine survived at the end. Team Jackie on this point. So, yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure that that fat ass broke her fall. (laughs) (laughs) That's how she survived. They, you know, they were going to go with the impaled on a fence, but then she just was like, well, thanks, blubber. 
Yeah, I, I like the idea, again, of landing on the lawn chair. But Sam's right. If you lawn, land on a lawn chair from that height, you're going to be impaled on it. But what if that the guy landed on it first and then she landed on his tummy and then sprang, both of them sprang upwards, uh, revealing the long chair for her to come back down and have a nice cushy landing while he's laying down on the ground in a pile of death. Hey, it worked for Jason Bourne in the first one. There you go. Right. Yeah. Or she could just stand up like she just springs off of him and then comes up into a karate fight move. Like, hey, no, you're by the pool. You don't want to be fighting anybody by the pool. That's not what the pool's for. Yeah, That's but she's going to look back. more badass than falling on some dude and then having to roll off and being like, thanks for breaking my fall. Or uh, she does a karate pose in air into a nice dive into the pool. You know, 10. I give her 10 points. Style. <laughs> and then rises out of the pool with a concealed hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Jacks. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that movie got going. Okay, enough about TNT Jackson. I've got a fairly lengthy email from uh, Mark Clegg. Subject is, oh, and if you want to email us, talk at stinkerbandness.com. He says, hello from England. Oh, yeah. I, uh, what? That, what? What? Uh, I was just trying to make him feel at home. I, yeah? That's. A, racist, and totally has nothing to do with England, if I think I'm getting what you're saying. No, I'm just making up words because okay. sometimes I don't understand what they're saying. Are but you trying to say oi? No, that's um, that's Australia. Well. Hiya. What? Hiya. Hi, you. No, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll go with Mark's uh, version of English, and I'm not going to attempt that. Uh, greetings to Seeker Manus from Merry England. I feel compelled to write you guys after thoroughly enjoying your show for the past 18 months or so. In particular, I've been loving the Corona sodes, which have really allowed you to rip outside the confines of ostensibly reviewing, tearing apart a specific bad movie. I've really enjoyed Justin's updates on the motorhome. Thank you. Sam's bidet wand adventures and Jackie's unspookies spookies. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I actually wrote one today. <laughs> I am also hopeful that this lockdown continues just so you keep producing your second helpings of drunken nonsense every week. I really hope the lockdown... <laughs> well, I guess I kind of hope it continues because we need it, but, oh, man, I'm sick of it. Um, as one of your millions of listeners in the UK, I wanted to clarify the two-finger salute that you have been discussing. Ooh, an expert. Yeah. Otherwise known as flicking the Vs. This is Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a double entendre right there. Mm, flicking yeah. the bean, flicking the Vs. Well, I mean, you know. It's pretty close. The V, it's, the bean sits at the top of the V, or the bottom of the V, however. <laughs> Justin, an anatomy. <laughs> which, yeah. which is everywhere just, you're looking at it. Yeah, the, the top or the bottom. You know what? I've never found the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere down there. Um. Okay. Man uh, in a boat, my ass. <laughs> Okay, uh, otherwise known as flicking the Vs, this is an old British tradition that is often a child's introduction to swears and nowadays is probably used more in playgrounds than anywhere else. Famously, Winston Churchill adopted the gesture as a symbol of V for victory after World War II, and although he is pictured doing it in both directions, it's mainly with his knuckles toward him, which is the inoffensive way of doing it. With the introduction of to the UK of the American middle finger flipping the bird, the V's are seen a lot less nowadays and are often used more jokingly. I hope this all clears that up. It uh, does. I think that's, yeah, 
I think that's a good thing because now I know that if I flip somebody off in England, they're going to understand what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Unless you go to a playground, they're, those kids aren't going to know shit. You got to give them the Vs. Yeah. Yeah. Knuckles turned in. Yeah, you little shits. How about Hey, the- stop making all that noise, little fuckers. Yeah. Look at my V. Yeah, yeah, get off the swings. Yeah, you've been on there for an hour. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> As I have said, I absolutely adore your show. However, there is one aspect that I cannot condone. Jackie's insistence in regular po- regularly poking fun at Sam for being from coming from a poor background. It simply isn't cricket. Other than that, Jackie's obsession with all things related to poop and bums, sorry, butts, is of course hysterically funny, and it's her bizarre contributions that give the show its part. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, address the elephant in the room. Uh, a really. All of us grew up in about the same income bracket, honestly. We were all, quote, unquote, poor. But in comparison, none of us were actually very poor. Sorry to I say. got free lunch, dude. I yeah, was that's fucking not, poor. Hey, that's not that poor. I'm that's with not Sam. That poor. In elementary school, I did get free lunch I as well. I also got the free lunch. But that's not that poor. I'm talking, like, maybe, I mean... You know, just because even if we were all on the same income bracket uh, at the same time, uh, maybe Mark does make a point and that, uh, you know, it's not maybe it's not cricket. Maybe we should, you know, I like well, how you just took over that term cricket. Like, yeah. I'm quoting. I don't mind it because I clawed my way out of the trailer park. Right. But yeah, I grew up in a single wide. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter what your background is, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, well, unless you embrace being in poverty because, you know, A, you're either lazy or B, you want sympathy or D, you know, you just don't want to contribute to society. Being poor is not like something that, you know. You shouldn't be ashamed to be poor. Well, you shouldn't necessarily obviously celebrate it either but people also probably shouldn't be like hey you poor son of a bitch you know not everybody's Kenny right you know I'm just gonna say this I find humor in it and if I thought that it was hurting Sam's feelings I wouldn't do it yeah and to me it's just it's just another funny joke and I apologize to anybody out there that 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 feels like you know I have this thing against poor people because I don't because you know what when I was a kid we lived in this house with cats that were in the chimney, mm-hmm. and we had to catch them so the Humane Society would come. And then we moved out of this house, and they condemned it. That's how bad it was. Yes, yeah, I lived in a house that was condemned. Um, You know, and it wasn't until I was in junior high that my parents, because they got married when they were 14 and 15 years old and had their first kid. And this is probably why I, I joke around about it so much, is because they came from a little freaking dirt town in Idaho right with no opportunities no prospects and they drug themselves up from being dirt fucking poor to being upper middle class and I don't apologize for that my parents worked really hard to get there and they've given me a lot of opportunity to make my life better right through doing that and so I'm not saying that I hate poor people and and I, I don't I think that you're in the lot of life and what in what you're in and that's fine but I also don't apologize for having privilege in my life because I worked for it. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Man, I went to school and I worked really, shitty jobs. That was and... a really good apology until you yeah. said, I don't, I don't apologize for having privilege because I worked for it. Oh, shit. 
that's a can of worms. That uh, we're well, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I I did my time living in shitholes and going to school and taking shit jobs, and I struggled. My parents didn't give me. Right the life that I have today. I don't have it because they gave me money. I have it because I learned to struggle from watching them. Because you very, you married a very handsome, uh, uh, gentleman who uh, provided for you. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyways, my point again, and Sam, I'm coming back to you is yes, you, we all grew up very poor. Jackie at Sam and I all found our feet in the nineties when the economy was really good. We all took advantage of it. And yes, but, it still doesn't change the fact that we started out saying that as just a riff on Sam, uh, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't even true, but maybe we need to be more mindful of that in the future. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it's been a pretty good routine that Jackie and I have been refining for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. You're poor. You grew up yeah, poor. Yeah, I did grow up poor. <laughs> okay, I guess. I Even guess. just saying it makes me laugh because I, you know, and I could laugh so hard at it because I grew up poor too. Yeah. And it, I'm sorry if it offends you, but it's just a joke. Okay. Well, maybe we won't ever learn lessons. <laughs> we won't. We're 40 and it's, yeah. you know, and it, yeah, we all did because ultimately like we're from a poor state. Right. Very yeah. poor. One of the poorest. I think Mississippi still got us, but and maybe Alabama, and then Wyoming, and then us. So yeah, Wyoming's we, not poor; they got more oil than they can shake a stick at. Oh yeah, they just don't have any people to have money there. That's that's a thing. There, there's there's two people. One guy's super rich, and the other guy's super poor. That's yeah. why why Wyoming sucks. And, and let's just face it: in Idaho, if you have a house of any kind. Mm-hmm. And a car to drive that doesn't break down, you are doing fucking fantastic. Yeah, you're, you're doing. I mean, you're doing the fine. standards you're are not class. real high here. Yeah, our median wage, to put it in perspective for anybody, uh, uh, is thirty four thousand dollars per household. That's the median in Idaho, and that's not per person. That's the household in yes, which translates Mark to about uh, about fifty five pound or fifty five thousand pounds. So yeah. It's not. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, it, we're not living in. We're not living the Hollywood dream life in Idaho. Yeah, the motorhome I paid twenty five hundred dollars for. <laughs> Speaking of which, no, 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 I'm not done with oh, this email. Oh, okay. Um, as a final thought, I would recommend that you guys dip your toes into the stinkers that British cinema has to offer, including our multitude of bad horror movies and the subgenre of 70s sex comedies that were neither sexy nor funny. (laughs) That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Um, Please keep up your craziness. It's one of the few things currently keeping me insane. Stay safe, stay well, stay in the chopper. Uh, Mark C. uh, from England. Mark goes on. Uh, I emailed him back. Uh, Sam, you are raising your hand like a child. Uh, You shall be scolded uh, for interrupting the teacher. What do you have to say? Oh, I, I'm thinking he's talking about the Hammer films, the horror ones specifically. Yeah. And I never really pull the trigger on the Hammer films because I love them. And I think they're actually pretty decent for what they cost. I yeah, don't think I don't, they're that bad. I don't know. I talked to him about our friend Ben uh, a little bit, uh, the host of the Rated H uh, podcast. Um, and when we went to Ben's house when we were in England... Um, there he had such a wealth of DVDs and it, it was probably like uh, maybe a, a, in between Sam's collection and my collection of DVDs, you know, not like an entire 
library. Um, but so much of the British stuff I had never even heard of, and probably because a lot of that stuff never even made it over here. So it's a little tricky. Like we, you know, I mean, you find these Hong Kong films and uh, Filipino films because uh, Amazon is like, we'll put anything on there. Whereas it seems like uh, anything that was that's still, you know, has a following in Britain uh, or even all of Europe. They're a little slower to put over here. So it's hard to explore like a genre sure. or a, a country of film right now. And plus, there, I mean, to, to give to give the listeners the idea we're finally getting like BBC TV shows that are old as fuck over right. here. Yeah. Um, like other, other the than the 80s. big ones, other than the big ones like Dr. Who and shit. We've always had that, but yeah, but you have to pay for that shit. Well, no, I mean, you could watch Dr. Who back in the day on, uh, right. Yeah. But I mean, we don't get the, the British TV. I would love to have the Graham Norton show here. Oh yeah. I think it is so fucking funny. Yeah. I don't know why we don't get channel four. It's so stupid. I have to watch it on Facebook. Yeah. The little clips, and I always laugh my ass off. Anyways, uh, I'm still going on. Uh, he does have a recommendation. He says, uh, Hungerford from 2014, recently added to Netflix UK. So we need to look this up. This is an incompetent Cloverfield ripoff, which Sam will hate uh, because I said Cloverfield, that looks exactly like a student film complete with inept acting, illogical character motivations, and horrendous special effects. The whole thing is made worse considering that the titular town of Hungerford was the scene of a real-life massacre in 1987 where 16 people were shot dead. I watched it a few days ago, and it sucks hard. <laughs> <laughs> And he links to a trailer on IMDb, so uh, go ahead and search out Hungerford and watch the trailer, fans, and see what you guys think. We will do the same. I would love if he could give us some recommendations on those 60s, 70s sex comedies com- that yeah, came out of in a rash yeah. in England because they're all like, it's sexy, it's funny, and it's never either of those things, and it's usually not incompetent enough to be anything but boring. Right. So if there's some out there that are actually fun to watch, I'd like to get, you know, you know, give us some pointers on those. Yeah, because we, you, Sam and I, you, you and I tinkled with the Corman sexy comedies, the night school nurses and the cover girl models, and we found them to be quite tedious. And They're tedious, yes. Yeah. Those are, and I've done a number of, the, there was Ian McShane's in a couple of them, and they're, what they seem like to me is just bad Doris Day movies, and I have a hard yeah. time with that. It, it's a Doris Day movie that doesn't have three laughs in it. Right. And I have a hard time with the Doris Day movie because there's only three laughs in it. Mm. I'm with you, though. I, I would like to see some of his recommendations and, and what he's got to throw our way because I I really like that genre. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh so, back to the motorhome, Jackie. Um, I want to give the listeners an update. Uh, it's done. We got, no, it's not. Well, don't fucking lie. There's two very small pieces left. Yeah, don't uh, lie to the listeners. They'll know. We got the shitter put in today. And yes, brand pl- new shitter, people. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. I don't think so. But when I was a kid growing up, I didn't like to poop in the outhouse because my mom used to tell me the first person wakes the snake up, mm-hmm. the second person pisses it off, and the yeah. third person gets bit. What well, was me, my mom, and my sister, and they always made me go third. Although I never got bit in the ass, it still scared me as a kid. Now, so I wouldn't poop the entire time that we were camping. What would make you believe that a snake wanted to live in a bucket of shit its entire life? 
I don't know. Like, come on, man. I was a stupid <laughs> fucking kid. And then my grandma, she had this really nice camping trailer, right? And it had a toilet. And if you needed to use it to go pee-pee, she was fine with that. But she wanted you to use the outhouse for number two, right? Because she's a dick. <laughs> because she's a fucking bitch. And I hadn't pooped in a week, and I felt, like, so terrible. So as an pooping ad- in an outhouse sucks ass. You want to avoid it at all costs. Yeah, so, and it stinks in there. It's awful. And there's flies, and there's no light, and you're walking and who- up there drunk, and somebody's pulling on the door, and you're like, fuck off, I'm trying to shit in here. Why is it green on the side of the bowl? Like, green? That's not good. Yeah, why is there a tree growing out? Why is there this naked man in the corner staring at me? Are you supposed to be here, sir? Are you the valet or whatever the toilet person is? Like, will you be giving me some mints and some cologne when I leave? Could you put on pants? (laughs) So, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck that. So when we bought this motorhome and it had a a toilet, which was a big deal for me. So then we were, you know, we're remodeling and the toilet uh, is all rusted out in the back. So we have to replace this toilet with a brand new toilet, right? And now I'm like, because I was already kind of weird about it. Like, I'm going to shit in this camper. That's like the first person to shit in this camper. And it's all about me shitting in this camper when we go up for the first time. Or you were going to sit on it and there was already water damage and you were just going to fall through the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when, when we got back in there and we were redoing the floor in there, it was like, oh, we need a new toilet. So now not only do I get to be the first person to shit in my new camper, but the first person to shit in a new toilet. And I am so excited. (laughs) I am now halfway through my drink. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sam, to give you an update on the bidet situation, uh, I I tested it out because it works now. I didn't shit. Um, it, it's not a bidet. There is no way to do it as a bidet because you can't hold the spray hose nozzle, which again is like a kitchen sink nozzle, because you have to hold down the flusher at the same time you're holding the nozzle down so you're already occupying two hands and there's no way to like extend. You, you can only use the left hand to flush the toilet. You can't reach across with the right hand. And then you would have to like pull the hose around to the other side of your ass. And it's just, there's just no way. So I think it's just for spraying poop off of the toilet. Ah, yeah. So no bidet. So we're stuck. <laughs> Well, are we, though? Because it'll just spray it off. Well, we're stuck <laughs> if we plug it up with regular toilet paper that your parents just brought. Yeah, we got a, a truckload of toilet paper now, too. It's the other fun thing for it. But Yeah, my parents decided to gift us this ultra-cheap toilet paper that is probably worse than a public restroom's toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Which, because they bought, like, 900 rolls of it. Yeah, maybe it'll Why work. not, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be flimsy enough to go to the camper toilet. Yeah. Yeah, probably disintegrate as you're wiping your ass and you come out there poop on your hands. So now, yeah, great. Stink palm. So now it's done. And uh, I mean, 99% done. I'm going to finish one small thing tomorrow. Um, But we took it up to where my dad's ashes are, which is where the town that Sam and I are from on Saturday. Uh, It made it up over our big hill. It's we call it a hill, but the people on the East Coast would be like, Jesus, that's a mountain. Um, and uh, it didn't overheat. 
Uh, got all the way about 50 miles away from where we live. Well, it, actually, it was 110 miles round trip. And it got 9.4 miles to the gallon. So not good, but not bad for a 1978 10,000-pound motorhome. Uh, we also got called, that's some breaking bad shit. Yeah, we uh, we prefaced By this, this last By this fucking week. dude with a ponytail who was a total yeah, fucking bitch what ass. The fuck? He was He was a trumper. You could just fucking yeah, tell. Well. And he was gross. And it, it looked like he hadn't washed his hair in like 10 years. Is sick. So I'm gonna go to you, Sam, on this. Uh, you've seen the Broham. Uh, we all are very, uh, I think, humble people. Um, we're not keeping up with the Joneses by any means. Um, we appreciate a good buy, good value, um, and uh, you like the motorhome, but you yes. know it's a little rough on the outside. You know it doesn't look great, but. Uh, our, our neighbor across the street uh, and friends, Matt, who we go camping with, uh, he wants the outside of his camper to look shitty because then nobody's going to break in. He wants the inside to look nice, which is ours looks very nice now. Very luxurious. Um, where, where would you if you had if you know, what would you do if you were me? I do the same thing you've done. OK, keep because going. You didn't want to pull a trailer. And buy a truck. I'm of the opposite mind, but I think if it was going to be a motorhome that I was going to buy, I would have gone the exact same road you have. And I was very surprised to find out how good your gas mileage was. I was expecting you to be down around six and a half, seven miles to the gallon. Yeah. And that's going up one of the toughest hills in Idaho. So there's that, you know, might've got 10 if it wasn't for that section. But, uh, so if, if, would you rather have something that you can stand outside and be like, yeah, I did that? Or would you rather have something that looks shitty inside or outside that nobody's going to, I'm not going to fucking break into that motorhome or that camper or that RV because it's a piece of shit. Whereas in nice, and, it's nice inside. What would and you they do? probably buy cheap hot dogs with that one. If you look at the outside, they're like, oh, they're buying the no-name hot dogs. Because that's what people break into RVs for is hot dogs, Jackie. Yep. That, yep. That's and marshmallows. Out. They're probably yep. thinking we have generic marshmallows, too. All right. What would you do, Sam? Would you would you fix up the outside or leave it as is? Fixing up the outside, from experience I know, is completely difficult. Right. And no, the inside is the only thing that matters. I've always personally wondered, and I don't wonder that much because it, one of the sales tools for RVs is their graphics which is oh, ridiculous man. oh dude they should just be white because it's better thermally it is right you're you're in the summer when you're using these things you want it to reflect all the heat don't paint them gray and put all this bullshit all over them that's dumb just paint the fucking thing white if you got to put the name on it put your name on it it's like if i was rich enough to buy a new one just I'd like to have one customized say mm -hmm. i'd be like i want it white <laughs> I want it to be no graphics, nothing. The most heavy duty marine white you can get so that it just stays cool in there. Yeah, that's a good thought. That's a really good thought. Maybe maybe we will pursue that and at the same time not think about the visuals of it, but think about the functionality of it cuz you know. Well, you can still put, you know, a broham on there and it's it's fine you just don't have to have all the damn stripes and the swoops right. and the every right. other oh, the fucking swoops thing the, these buttholes that are telling us that it looks like breaking bad 
have got one of those fucking swoopy graphic things. And it's like, dude, yes, I understand you've got something that's new. A, you've got a loan on it because you're an asshole. But B, swoops? What the fuck? Swoops? Like, swoops are the lamest thing in graphic design. You barely want to have any swoops anywhere because it's just, it means nothing. It's like, it like... The Nike swoosh is iconic, but honestly, it's one of like the lamest graphics of all time from graphic designer standpoint. It's simple and white, you know, doesn't have any white space, whatever. But if you read the backstory of the Nike swoosh, it's like they they fumbled their way into luck on that one. But swoops and swooshes and for the most part, these big, heavy graphics look so stupid on RVs. One of the worst things I've ever had to do in my life as a graphic designer, you get to do mostly like 95% of what you design over the course of your career is going to be what you consider morally unsavory. Uh-huh. You just don't want to do it. You're like, this is shit. I hate it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of work for a company that was named Extreme oh. RV. Oh, God. You should oh, have I've fucking seen, seen yeah. what they made me do. I've seen it, Sam. Was it just the X or was there a Z someplace in there as well? It was X and then dash. Dream. And it looks like a a monster can where the X Uh is is not like solid. It looks like it's X. So basically what you had to do is turn the swooshes. You'd take normal swooshes, but then turn them into the monster logo. <laughs> I would also like to say that we slept out there yep. uh, as a test run. Mm-hmm. And, Very drunk. Oh, I, I I had drunk party on the old Zoom there with a friend of mine. And I don't remember the call ending. I do remember waking up. The dog had peed on me. Uh, I had to douse the couch with vodka and then thinking, I got to change my pants. And then I grabbed a blanket. they're and ran. filled with piss. Damn you, dog. You pissed in my pants. <laughs> no, because it was just on my leg. So it wasn't me that pee-peed. Screw you. I would admit it if I pissed the couch on this show. Nobody gives a shit what I do. Hey, whenever I get too drunk, my cat pisses and shits in my bed for me yep. as well. That homeless guy <laughs> took a dump in my pants. So anyway, I ran out there. I had a great blanket. And we woke up, and only one of the dogs had come in with us. And I had left the door open and, like, all these windows and stuff. And it was very comfortable. Yeah. I only slept in there with one blanket. Now, I was I was very unconscious. But uh, it got down to about 50 degrees, and I only had one uh, one of those, like, uh, blankets that you put with over fleece. You had a fleece blanket. Yeah, a fleece blanket. I was fine. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we got to move on from the motorhome, but we'll let you guys know uh, once we take it out officially. Be, all the parks are locked down because of coronavirus, but it's it's ready to go. All right, Sam, uh, I think we're at that point in the show where you are about to take on something. So, Sando takes on. This week on Sando takes on. Welcome back, anti-vaxxers. <laughs> you know okay. these fuckers are going to be in the front of the line whenever the vaccine comes out for oh, COVID-19. Absolutely. Right, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. what a bad spot to be in. You're like, ah, oh, but it gives you the odd, and they're like, no, it, it, I got to be in the front of the line. They're like, 
but you said that it was going to give your baby autism. And she's like, I threw my baby out with the bathwater a long time ago. Yep. Yep. Sold him to the gypsies. He's gone. Jenny McCarthy is going to be one of the first people that gets a fucking COVID-19 vaccine. We all know that. Absolutely. Have you heard, Sam, about the um, herd mentality? Kind of like they do with like uh, chicken pox where they want to expose as many people as possible. And so they're gathering in large groups so that they can expose the community. Yeah, they're having, what did you say, call them herd herd parties? Yeah, herd parties. Yeah. <coughs> well, I hate to be a conspiracy theory guy, but that's why America's reopening. We realized we couldn't deal with it. Summer's the best time to expose people at mass to something like this and then hope for our, hopefully our our hospital system can actually deal with it in September. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to make any predictions about COVID by any means. But I'm going to go back to you on the vaccine thing, Sam. I've yes, got that's what we're doing right now. Is Zeno takes on vaccines, and I was expecting. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to say anti-vaxxers, and these two are going to run rampant. But that didn't happen. No, I I think I think the anti-vaxxer thing has been covered so much, and like, but. Yeah, they suck. I mean, I, I, what more do you want me to say? They yeah. suck. They suck ass, dude. They're idiots, and they and they make they've made the world shittier for everyone else. It's it's the the oh yeah, god damn it! I I'm like oh everything's been said about anti-vaxxers, and now I'm like blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, fuck those people. But no, they're it's the the idea of being an anti-vaxxer is the singular most selfish thing that you could possibly absolutely be. I mean, it's less selfish to be racist than it is to be an anti-vaxxer because at least you have the the fallback on, of racism is, is I'm scared of something. I am I am uh, ignorantly scared. I I you know shiver in my boots about strangers. Um, whereas anti-vaxxers, there's it's just selfish. Even if like, well, they're scared too, but they're they're scared of having an abnormal child versus a dead one. Right, exactly. And well, not just an abnormal child, Sam, but hundreds of thousands of dead childs instead of an abnormal child where there's no scientific evidence that I, that even exists. Jackie. I got a question. Sure. I heard through the internet. I'm through, not going to lie. your through, grandma. Through, who through is. my grandma, who's a racist. <laughs> I won't let um, you shit in the camper. Uh, no, she's dead. Yeah. And even if she wasn't, I wouldn't let her shit know, in my camper. Different grandma, but I thought we could run with that joke a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, so I've heard that um, the anti-vaxxers have actually brought back polio. Yeah. That polio yeah. is now a thing again because yeah. those fuckers won't vaccinate. Right. right. And I'm like, okay, so you don't want your kid to be uh, to have autism, but it's okay if their legs are crooked and they can't walk for the rest of their lives. Fuck yourself. Yeah. So, pretty cool stuff. Andrew Wakefield. That's the guy's name. Yeah. Mm. See, because my grandfather never looked him up. Look up the story behind anti-vaxxers and the singular person it started with and why. I won't discuss it at length here, but you should do that if you've never done it because it's appalling. It's your take on. Do you just not want to like. Oh, okay, fine. I'm going to do it. Andrew Wakefield made a failed version of of a competitive uh, measles, rubella, and mumps vaccine. And he claimed that the current one 
causes autism, and that's why you have to go with his, that didn't even work. The medical association, he's, I believe he was English, stripped him of any title that could ever, he, he's never allowed to practice medicine ever in the world again mm-hmm. because of this. But that's right. where it came from is a, a one person breaking the Hippocratic Oath to try to sell their product and then being so pious that they started, they held it. They held on to that rumor and they started this movement. Pious or hubris? Like, I don't, piety sounds totally... Yeah, pious isn't right. He's just yeah. so shitty. He's just a shitty yeah. guy. He's a shitty, shitty guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Hippocratic Oath, boy, that sure was nice while it lasted, but uh, I do have good news, Sam. Yes. Uh, As we said, uh, God sent uh, 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 Tom Hanks to us to be our our dad (laughs) and uh, to be cool and charming and fun and talented and smart and uh, kind and uh, also to have superhuman powers that will save the universe. He is now giving plasma to one of the primary uh, 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 vaccine developers for COVID-19 because his antibodies are some of the strongest that they've ever seen as far as their resiliency to, uh, to the virus itself. So there is a chance. You now, there's lots of other labs also developed. Like pretty much if you got... Uh, uh, a pocket protector and a white lab coat and glasses. You're working on the COVID vaccine right now, right? Yeah. Uh, But there's a chance that Tom Hanks will save all of mankind, literally. And that's Well, I think there's a a race now because Chuck Norris got COVID-19. And now COVID-19 is in quarantine because we've all Uh. seen that meme 38,000 times. Right. Somebody put that on a billboard on the street in L.A. or something. I wouldn't no, be I drove by it. Oh, our leaderboard ta- with wow. changeable letters. That's what they decided to put up because they didn't have anything better to put up. OK. All right. Well, Chuck Norris. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'd rather be saved by Tom Hanks for political reasons. You know, I don't. I'm yeah. Just well, when you say Tom Hanks has strong, the strongest antibodies, all I can say is. Of course he does. Of course he does. He also restores old typewriters. He's our dad. Like, I mean, of course he does. You look up to your dad like, oh, my dad's got the toughest antibody. Like, that's the thing is when the aliens come and invade, we're going to turn all into children and be like, oh, yeah, my dad is Tom Hanks. And the aliens are going to be like, my dad is Blark Bark. And we're going to be like, my dad's tougher than your dad. And it's gonna, our dad's going to be Tom Hanks. And he's going to whip those aliens asses. I mean, that's the truth. In a yeah. sweater. In a sweater. It's awesome. To oh, back we got up, some streaming. Do- oh. oh, To back up for just a second, I want to yeah. pat myself on the back or welcome the next year wrong idiot. Okay. Uh, to remember Andrew Wakefield's name, because it's been some time that I read about it. And I was worrying that I was going to confuse him when I said it out loud because I wasn't going to go there with uh, Andrew Ridgely. And that would have been a real mix up. Yeah. Mm. You know who Andrew Ridgely is, right? No. He's the other guy from Wham. (laughs) Oh, no. That's why nobody knows who he is. 
Uh, I actually heard that he had a really interesting story about what happened to him post-wham, but uh, I could not tell you what it is because oh, he wasn't that interested, apparently. I went down that rabbit hole. He's had mostly a normal life, and he seems like a really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Singer, he's in, enjoying the casual California lifestyle. And uh, sometimes plays classical piano. Right. There you mm. go. As a hobby. Yeah. All right. We've got we got to do some streaming do's and don'ts here. Okay. That's good. Thank you. Dogs are licking my legs. Sorry. Uh Starting with uh, on uh, HBO Now, Jackie and I finally got to this. Maybe most of you have seen it. Uh, it Chapter 2. Sam, don't bother. Uh, it's, it's not your thing to begin with anyways, but uh, it's kind of Jackie's thing to begin with. And Jackie, let's go to you. Uh, do or do not. Just watch the 80s version of both. Actually, no, don't watch the 80s version. Um, it sucks. Read the book. This was weird and far out, and it kind of seemed like somebody had taken a bunch of drugs and drawn up a lobster with a clown head and, and a crab body. And <laughs> crab maybe people. Crab people. Exactly. And then maybe an octopus here and there. Uh, so it was they, not cool, and I did, did they, not like it. Did they steal the defiler from Spawn? No, 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 okay. not not anything. T- it was really bad, uh, really bad design. What they did with Pennywise, and it just honestly, I thought Pennywise was a girl, but then what? Yeah, what would make you think Pennywise was a girl? I, I just thought when I saw the first one that that was a female actress. That you mean? And- you mean the eighties or it? The the new one, okay. the reboot. No, that's and, fucking Peter Skarsgård, dude. Yeah, that's like the world's it, sexiest man, other than Brad Pitt. No, no, that's that's Alex Skarsgård. Stellan right? Skarsgård's his dad. Alexander Skarsgård is the guy that plays it. Okay, that's oh, what we're okay. talking about. Yeah, he, he well, also just he, did Tarzan. Yeah, no, that's not that's the same, same guy. guy. It's the it's same not, guy. No, no, you're you're so full of shit, dude. God damn it. That's the I same. Should've, guy. I should have come into this with better. I'm pretty sure it's Peter Skarsgård that is it. Either way, they showed him without his makeup, and I was like, I thought that was a woman, and then I was like, oh my god, it's just so gross. Huh. And then all the drool, they they had it oh, drooling it's, it's all yeah. the time, like just spittles, and not just spitting out Bill. at people. Bill Skarsgård. God, and Bill Skarsgård is a good-looking dude. No, he's not, Jackie. You're... Th- no. That, Wasn't in- that is Bill Skarsgård. He looks just Let like Pennywise in real life. He's... The, he, I'm going to come... I'm going to circle back oh. to Bill Skarsgård, and... He was in uh, the Netflix original... Um, oh, God, what was that? About the vampires and the werewolves and the gypsies. Yeah, all right. That sounds good. Um. Anyway, yeah, he's probably the ugliest of the Skarsgårds. Oh, I took... Well, I mean... He's kind of bug-eyed. least handsome. Least handsome. Let's give him that. I mean, yeah. like, Liam Hemsworth is still a handsome dude, but, yeah, he's not Chris. I mean, come on. I mean, Sorry, what are we talking buddy. About here, right? I mean, <laughs> either way, I was very disappointed. It, it seemed like they tried to make it very fantastical, and I just fucking hated it. I hated it every minute of it. And, yeah. And it was like almost three hours long. Yeah, right. And I was like, when is this thing going to be fucking over? Like, I, I just, I I can't drink enough to make this entertaining. Yeah. No, it was, it was not good. Um, my problem with, with it was that, uh, it, I think Penny, I think Pennywise, the idea of Pennywise opens up a lot of, uh, opportunities. And because Pennywise, as we all know, is just a a demon that lives off of fear. So Pennywise ha- is essentially an amoeba 
that can do whatever he wants as long as he's consuming. He's just a he's yeah. just a cancer. And so that opens up a lot of imagination. And what they chose to do was not imaginative at all. Now, I'm going to go back to Bill Skarsgård and say that uh, apologize to Tim Curry, who I think is one of the greatest actors of all time. In fact, he might be my, I don't know, he could be my favorite. I'd have to think about that. Um, Penny, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. It's just like, uh, nope, sorry, guys, everybody else, that's fine. You're cute, but Heath Ledger's the Joker. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Suck it. You can win your Oscars and 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 go cry about not doing a good job in Suicide Squad. No, it's Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's the Joker. Um, sorry, Tim, but uh, I think that Bill Skarsgård is so good as as Pennywise. And the tragedy is what they chose to do was they chose to not have Bill Skarsgård in the movie. They gave him one really strong scene where Pennywise is is manipulating a little girl into, you know, consuming her. Uh, and then the rest of it's all CGI. His, his severed head going, rawr, rawr, I'm a crab man. Rawr. And like, what the fuck? No, just be Pennywise. Pennywise is just a fucking freaky ass clown who's smart and manipulative and, you know, and just wants to consume fear and so stimulates fear. That's the thing, not these these grandiose fucking character designs that look like fucking shit. No. And I, you know, that's why I mentioned the defiler is that I feel like I, I, I should, but I don't know that that's the main inspiration for that character is Pennywise, but it, it mm-hmm. kind of has to be. Kinda, yeah, right. And that's the evolution of that is the peak of what that character can be. And McFarlane's designs were grotesque, hideous, and quite scary. And when see, I he think Pennywise does is most frightening when he's just a straight-up clown with no drool, no teeth, no nothing. Because, again, once you know he's got the teeth and the drool, you know he's something else. But the best part about Pennywise is he's a manipulative little motherfucker. He knows how to get fear out of you. Whereas, you know, if he's just spooky and all teeth, you run away from him. You go, ah, I'm out of here. Whereas he draw, Pennywise's character manipulation is he dr- he pulls you in because he's safe. He's the clown, uh, and then gives you the uh, and eats your fear. Um, anytime you steer away from that, and he's just automatically scary from the get go. It fucking sucks. Um, I will say Bill Hader is very funny in it, which is very inappropriate. Um, but he. he Give some lines that are like, oh, damn it. That's funny, Bill Hader. I shouldn't be laughing right now, but God, you're just you're just naturally funny. Why are you in this movie? <laughs> I will say my favorite part of the movie was the old woman when uh, the girl goes back to get her secret thing that she's going to burn oh, in the ritual. God. And the old lady that was like doing the shuffle behind oh, her naked and well, shit. It's Pennywise. Was, it's oh Pennywise. My God, it was but, just oh, so stupid. It was the best part of the movie. Uh, that whole sequence. Like, just it was just, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. And so you just, uh, just watch that part. It's no, don't. fucking hilarious. Don't watch any part. Uh, it chapter two is a do not from me. Um, you guys fucked it up. You guys, it's a, you had a great opportunity. You fucked it up. God damn it. Now we got to do it again in 10 years until somebody finally gets it right. Whose name isn't Stephen King? Um, Sam, you got any streaming this week? 
I could bitch more about Game of Thrones. Where are you at now? I'm uh, midway through six. Whoa! That is quite the weak jump. You were at the beginning of season, or no, you were at the end of season four last time. Or you, you did the, the mountain stuff, and now you're at the be- midway through season six. Yeah, I dusted season five in its entirety after we did the podcast on Sunday. Yeah. And then the last couple of nights, we watched a few episodes. I will say that I have finally become emotionally invested in a character. Okay. Who is it? Any, any uh, let me guess. Let me, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys both have to guess. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Both okay. guess. Um, Tyrion's obvious, but it's not Tyrion because he would have fallen in love with Tyrion in probably season two. Uh, so where were we at in season six? I'm going to guess the second oldest sister of the Stark house. What was her name? Sansa? No, Aria. the one with the sword. Oh, Arya. No, you fall in love Aria. with Arya at the beginning as well. I'm, uh, I'm going with Arya, Sam. Melisandre took her clothes off, and Sam is now in love with Melisandre. Uh, but that happens in season three, so he would have fell in love with Melisandre back then anyways. But still, it's a running, like, every time she takes her clothes off, Sam goes, Ah, yes, I, I really like this Melisandre character yeah. for some reason. What, what a great mean? rack, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, she's one of the best. Um, Like, she's just gorgeous. Uh, who else? Uh, season six. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, the eunuch. Um, uh, not gray worm. Uh, the spider. Varus. Varus. Yeah. Varus. No. Okay. Jackie. I shot in the dark. She I already, already said, said mine. You Aria. just kept talking too over obvious, me. Too obvious. I was trying to help you. All who right. is it, Sam? Podrick. Oh, Podrick! Oh, yes. Podrick! Yes, when he goes to the oh. whorehouse and all the whores pay him. <laughs> oh yeah, no! Pod. See now he's with uh, he's with Brienne. I'm sorry. What is, isn't he with Brienne? He's yeah. He's with for he's squiring, and she just teach. But the thing was, is that I already liked him to begin with, and now I'm just like, well, if they kill this fucker, I might stop watching. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. Oh man, oh, Podrick shit. is cool. Yeah. Spoiler alert, they yeah. don't. Okay, thank God. Thank you're God. Good. You're I can good. watch the I'll give you that spoiler. The only you're good person there. I really I think, care about. And I that's think what... if they had killed Podrick, you're not the only person that would have felt that way. Like, they could have got away with killing... I mean, they did get away with killing a lot of people, but like, they might have got away with killing Arya Stark before they would get away with killing Podrick. Like, done. I'm done. Nope, this is bullshit. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, but I wherever he shows up, I think it's three something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that I'm right. like, you know, this Podrick guy needs more screen time. And then once they started giving it to me, I'm like, no. Nope. And when we were watching it, I was like, no, nope, that's my favorite character. And that's that's, huh? But I guess that's probably a little bit of a a reveal on how I actually feel about that series. Is that that's the only person I actually care about in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you're 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 getting close to the end though, dude. Like don't forget season 7 and season season 8 are both both very short seasons, so Yeah, their hour right count there. on 7 is almost close though. On 8 it's only 5 hours, right? Right, right. So Oh, fun fact about Podrick, and maybe uh, not everybody realizes this, but he is the uh, the nephew or the great nephew—I can't remember whichever—of uh, uh, Sir Elon Payne, 
who is the guy that lopped off uh, uh, Ned Stark's head. Really? Yeah, he's a pain. He's, he's yeah. Podrick Payne. Ooh, ooh, here's how much I like Podrick. Because I read the lore tabs on Westeros.org, if you haven't gone there yet, and I find them to be more interesting than the show usually, I have not touched Podrick yet because I actually care and I want to find out. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. Jackie, it is your turn for your spookies. Jackie's spookies. I've actually written up a spooky this week. Hopefully I can still read it. I am two giant Roman Cokes in. This is the legend of Charlie. 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 It's me, Charlie. B- before you start, can I do my thing that nobody's going to find funny? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Charlie. <laughs> Where's Ja? <laughs> Where's Ja? <laughs> If any, if you guys out there in podcast land don't know what I'm talking about, and you do like bad movies because you're listening to me right now, one of the greatest music videos ever that's like a mini bad movie is Ja Rule and somebody that I don't remember, me and my <laughs> girlfriend, and Eric Roberts, and uh, the guy from I Have the Tiger. We just watched a movie with him. Uh, he was in Truck Turner, the main pimp. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Oh, uh, that was Yul Brenner. Or not Yul Brenner. Um, God damn it. Yul wrote the movie. Big deal. Yeah. God damn it. Yafikado. Yafikado, thank you. Yeah, okay. So you're in this music video, and you're like, man, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, Eric Roberts and Yafikado show up. And you're like, and then the music oh, wait, stops and they have an interrogation scene and they both dial it to 11 and it's <laughs> fucking amazing. See, and when I was saying Charlie, I was talking about the uh, unicorn, unicorn, Charlie, unicorn, Charlie. Okay. Uh, if you haven't seen that, look up unicorn, Charlie. Oh, I think there's right, like three right, of yeah, them. Charlie, the unicorn. Yeah. Charlie, the unicorn. And it, that's pretty funny, too. Yeah, it's very funny. So anyway, back to Charlie. Before we get Is it this. Charlie or Charlie? Charlie, S H. Okay, all right. Uh, in McCall, Idaho. Oh, hey, that's just right up the road. In the Big Payette Lake, which is right. like 394 feet deep mm-hmm. at its deepest. Sam and My I grew up on the Payette River. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how deep that is. I, I, I just read it on the interwebs. Pretty deep. Uh, in the 1500s, it was named for a frontier guy who came out here. I didn't write that part down. I'm not Jim important. Payette, and I've got an axe. <laughs> I shall name this lake Jim Payette Lake. And they're like, how about just Payette Lake? He's like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Now, I don't even know who I am. I'm not important to any stories, just my name. Bye. That's actually okay. my middle name. Why? What's your last name? Shithouse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mel Brooks. <laughs> so the Native Americans back then, okay. they feared the lake telling stories of an evil spirit that lurks in the hidden depths. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, you got a name of the tribe? Would this no, be- it didn't have a name of the tribe. It wouldn't be Nez Perce. Nez, Pe- Nez Perce is too uh, high. Because the, the website I went to is probably a racist website. Who's our uh, Who's our tribe down here, Sam? You know, We've got a lot of them. Uh, Nez Perce, Blackfoot, uh, Shoshone. Um, Shoshone. Yeah, big deal. Shoshone and... and- Central Idaho. The website didn't give them credit. Yeah. All right. Well, but or of, I would have written it down. But because I'm part Apache. Oh Jesus Christ! I am. Yeah. Well, you look back. My li- fuck you. Pocahontas. You look back on my energies. I'm 
I'm like one point one thousand. <laughs> yeah, one time somebody some Irish person that you're related to banged a, a Native American. Anyway, um, probably by force. Back to my story. Yeah. Okay. The first recorded sighting was of, in 1920 of Shirley. Of Shirley. Okay. Of Shirley. There have been these legends the whole time since the 1500s, but the first recorded sighting in like a newspaper or whatnot uh-huh. was in 1920. Do we are we supposed to know at this point what Charlie is? is this, I know. What I'm getting Charlie to it. Shut point. up. All right, all right, all right, all right. He was. It was spotted by rail war, railroad workers uh, that saw the beast. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and my God, the beast of Jevedon. This is what they it's said. A werewolf, isn't it? It was 40 feet long. Oh, that's a big werewolf with a dinosaur head. That's uncommon uh-huh. for werewolves. A, a pronounced jaw. Usually they have dog shaped faces, but. Uh... And humps like a camel. Well, I, American <laughs> Werewolf in, in Paris, it was pretty humpy. So it's got scoliosis. <laughs> scoliosis, thank you very much. Scoliosis. Oh, oh, thank you, Sam. This is like drunk history with Jackie at this point. <laughs> okay, so it's a... it's a So it's a sea monster. Okay, okay. See, well, this is a sea, lake, Charlie is a lake monster. Lake beast, yeah. Okay. It's, okay. it's right. our Loch Ness monster is what she yeah. is. Yeah. Thank you, Sam, for ruining it. Or Champy, face. Champy in uh, Lake uh, Ontario. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay, Shut up. Champy. Then in 1944, this is how serious Charlie is to McCall, Idaho. <laughs> I'm a serious monster. Don't fuck with me. Because <laughs> it came up and it sparkles and snapped its fins. Uh, then in 1944, Time Magazine hmm. does a story. The Time Magazine or Time of the Bullshit Magazine? Time Magazine. The actual Time Magazine does a, a story. Wasn't it Time Life back then? No, it was actually Time, uh, T-H-I-M. They were writing about <laughs> herbs that were grown in northern Idaho. They're like, by the way, they've got a Loch Ness Monster too. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they do a story, and they have 30 people that confirm that they've seen this Loch Ness monster. Okay. And and, and were any that, of them tested for moonshine? No. Okay. And then at that time, they started calling it Slimy Slime. Slimy Slime. Slimy Slime. That's the best they could do? Slimy Slime. Slimy Apparently, slime. It, it looks like a wet turd. I don't know. Slimy Slime. I mean, yeah, sure, if it looks like a wet turd, but like... Well, that's old slimy slime, of course. We got to name it something. Might as well yeah. go with slimy slime. Also, so it doesn't... Go ahead, Sam. When you're... I've actually tested people for moonshine, and yeah. uh, it's it's a relatively easy test. Usually, you look at them square in the eye, and you say, I'm testing you for moonshine. And they're like, <laughs> oh. And then you go, are you holding moonshine? And then they take a brief pause, and they go, Yes. Yes, I am, and I'm drinking it. Like, yes, you have failed your moonshine test. uh, We should just do that with COVID. Uh, Okay, all right. So slimy slimes out there being turdy. Yeah, being a log nest monster with camel humps. Okay. And it doesn't really say when they actually took on the name Charlie, but residents today, they say that, yes, Charlie is a girl. A girl Loch Ness monster. Because so if the, the Irish Loch Ness monster came to visit, right. and maybe he was boy, Nessie's then... supposedly a girl too because it's got an I E at the end of the name. Oh well, then that screws my whole yeah. last part of this. No, because... I was hoping that maybe we could get an air chopper, 
And then we could have like little Idaho slash Irish uh, Loch Ness Monster Except Babies. It's Scottish because you were there. And- oh, yeah. Scottish. Sorry. I'm <laughs> drunk. Uh, I just finished my third rum and coke in a 24-ounce class. <laughs> anyway, so the legend of Charlie is out there. And what I've got to say to people to warn them about this <laughs> is that if you are on a jet ski or maybe you like to water ski on this giant lake, you're probably going to get fucking eaten if you smell like fried chicken. I think that it likes it. Um, know, I've heard stories of small animals disappearing. She she, she was going to give advice, Sam. Uh, let me ask you, do you have anything to declare? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, oh, I said having you up spent and you so failed. much time, and I knew where this was going, and she was talking about all the. No, people where it was going was yeah, don't go to Idaho. That's what you declare. <laughs> yeah, I know, yes. but she's saying that the luck that that Charlie will eat you, but that's not the case. And there's several of us that know why she's a female, because she made love to me. Right. <laughs> oh, shut up! And you know what? Like the Native Americans said that it was Sweet. evil. Sweet, and so love. it probably Late. changed you up to a tree and was like, "Now I'm Late gonna rape you and spank you and Late. make you a bad boy, Sam." And then you were like, "All right, well, when it's I a woke, it's a good kind gone. of evil spirit." No, I never she, heard from her again. She poured me a drink, made me a hamburger, <laughs> and told me that I look nice. And then it was a done deal. Oh, Charlie, I'm standing outside your window, looking in, saying, "Hey." Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should fall in love with me again. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Colbert wrote the greatest song that's ever been written called Charlene, and that's what it makes me think of. And it's about stalking ladies. <laughs> oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, anything else, guys, before we wrap this up? Beware of sea monsters. Okay. Uh, Sam? Okay. Don't get in the water. Unless you want to get a lot more wet than you were thinking about. Ooh. You know who else thought it was a good idea to open public beaches? The guy from Jaws. Right. Exactly. There you go. Um, We got to wrap this guys up. We got to wrap this guys up. Uh, Next s- Monday. 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 Monday is Sam's smoothie. Uh, sma- what's our smoothie? Okay, this is under debate now because I like to be a liar. <laughs> I had chosen Final Sanction mm-hmm. without knowing. I'd never seen the MST3K episode, and we usually try to dodge that, so I'm going to leave this yeah. up to a public vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it's not public, it's mostly just the three of us. Uh, if we don't want to because it's already been bushwhacked, that's fine. If we think we can bushwhack it better, we're going to do it. Otherwise... I'm actually just going to choose Angel Fist, and we're going to do TNT oh. Jackson again. Oh, my God. Damn it. Oh, mm. I'm voting Final Sanction. <laughs> Angel Fist was, oh, fist me up the asshole. You didn't watch it. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, you did. you've never seen Angel Fist. No, yes, Jackie I have. And I tried to watch girl. Angel Fist, and I fell asleep. All right. Yeah. Oh, how about that? All right. Well, let's uh, let's put it on the Twitters and the Facebook. We'll put a poll out there and tally up all the votes, and we'll let the fans decide. Angel Fist or... Uh, final sanction. So got to get them in by Saturday people. Right. Have a great week. Everybody love you guys get to the chopper.